You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. It's September 20th, 2015. Today's episode, former Olympic bid leaders from across the globe share memories from September 18th, 1990. Last Friday marked the 25th anniversary of the IOC vote in Tokyo that secured the city of Atlanta the 1996 Summer Olympic Games. Around the Rings editor Ed Hula spoke with Atlanta 1996 leaders including Billy Payne, Charlie Battle, and Andrew Young. Close to 400 people gathered at Centennial Olympic Park last Friday to mark the 25th anniversary of Atlanta winning the 96 Games. Payne was the keynote speaker for the event. The former ACOG president introduced Andrew Young, who as mayor agreed to Payne's plan to bid for the Games. Young, a former UN ambassador, is credited with winning international support for the bid. Charlie Battle also spoke at the celebration last Friday and addressed the domestic efforts that helped garner support for Atlanta's Olympic bid. In the lead-up to Atlanta's Olympic anniversary, Battle spoke with ATR editor Ed Hula and said that the day Atlanta won the 1996 Games was a blur. It was, you know, several days of nonstop activity and nonstop anticipation and 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 hoping for the best and and just you know i guess the culmination of of a lot of things and uh you know something i rem I, what, one thing i remember that was uh I, it's funny how you remember specific events i remember Furman bisher coming up to our hospitality area you know Furman, i guess was the only uh atlanta journalist who had ever really followed the olympics he had kind of always covered the olympics and and had had been to a good number of Olympic Games, and I think he was almost always bemused about the fact that we were bidding for the Games, and, you know, kind of like so many people thought, well, isn't this fun, but really hadn't thought much about our chances, and I never will forget he came up here, and he'd been down, and he said, Charlie, I've been talking to these people down in the press room. Y'all might win this thing. And I said, yeah, I know. That's why we're here, Furman. We sure hope so. <laughs> but, I did, you know, we were doing, of course, a lot of trying to see IOC members and trying to hopefully firm up support. We had our hospitality house, uh, and we're trying to get people to come there. How, how much do you think the style of campaigning that was that was carried out back then helped Atlanta very personal I very I, I think it, yeah no I think um, I think you know one of the great things that Billy kind of whatever we knew or didn't know Billy kind of instinctively felt like and knew that this was about building relationships and about people and I think in the context of those times he was exactly right and you know I, I think we were uh the main thing we had to do was get people here and we were able to successfully get a good number here i think the the magic of the people and southern hospitality and all of those things were very important uh and you know i i always use this the story about you know rog mcgeek wrote a book about the sydney bid and his his chapter on atlanta is about making friends and that's what he talks about and i you know, we were aided in, immeasurably in this by um, a guy named Leopoldo Rodas, who had been instrumental in the Barcelona uh, victory uh, and and who had 
really given us wonderful advice and helped introduce us to IOC members. So I think I think that was a hugely important thing. And it's, you know, that's always been important and has continued to be important. I think it's much more difficult now uh, uh, to, to do that because of the restrictions. You know, we would have a very difficult time, I think, in this current rules environment uh, by not being able to bring people in Atlanta and by not being able to visit IOC members in their in their cities. And I think that's an unfortunate you know, I wish that I've always wished there was some way that that you could figure out a good, manageable way to have people visit because I do think that's important, and it was certainly important to us. But I think, uh, you know, people people still uh, ask about friends. Um, you know, there are people here who kept up with IOC members long after our bid and after the games. There's only 12 IOC members left who are. That's right. There in 1990. Yeah, that's right. And there are only about, you know, 25 who are actually still alive, I think. You know, there are a good number of honorary members, but you're right. There are only 12 that are still on the IOC. It was a more freewheeling time. You know, (laughs) it was the IOC now prohibits any gifts to IOC members from from candidate cities. But uh, it was a, a lot more... A lot more free and open back then. Oh yeah, it was it was different. And you know, look, I mean, we we I I always felt like that um, the the Salt Lake thing was just you know everything got kind of over the top. But and and look, we we gave some gifts that probably exceeded what the limit was, but we never did anything that I felt like was was excessive or or inappropriate um, uh, or, or anything like that. And, you know, that, that's always been overdone to me a little bit uh, because I think it was more about really getting to know people and entertaining them in homes here and making friends. And, and, and the big thing that people don't, they focus more on visiting the city but I think, you know, people may forget, we, we probably visited some IOC members two or three times or made sure we saw them. In a, I mean, I think we, we had contacts, uh, an average of probably six or seven firm contacts uh, with IOC members during that process. What about, you, you remember uh, 25 years ago, but does Atlanta remember the Olympics? To have, have the Olympics had a lasting uh, impact? I, I think, I think, <clears throat> I don't think there's any doubt that that they have. I mean, I think, I think people here still um, have have very fond memories of this time. I think there's no doubt that there were some wonderful legacies, uh, facilities wise. You know, of course, the, the the park almost speaks for itself as as what a what a tremendous legacy he's been. And you know, obviously, you've got a lot of younger generation people who are moving in here who don't think about this, but and and are you know not focused on this. But um, I think we can all be be very proud of of what we accomplished. And I think the impact on Atlanta was dramatic and, 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 you know, continues to be. Obviously, you can talk about 
what you know you can always say maybe we didn't do everything we would have liked to have done and and I think that's right but I think that the, the the people of Atlanta still remember having a great time and whatever challenges we had even during the games I think most everybody that came here as I travel around the world they had a good time uh, I'll still uh, hold up our sports competition against any games as having full stadiums and enthusiastic crowds uh, and and I think it will always be something that we can be proud of uh, of, the, of a moment in the life of this city that we can all be proud of that left a lasting impact and also in the context of, of recent games and what the Olympics are worried about, we didn't build things we didn't need. We weren't left with a, with a lot of facilities that we did not need. Everything has really been utilized uh, to some degree. In 1990, Atlanta was bidding against Athens, Toronto, Melbourne, and Belgrade. Paul Henderson, former president of the Toronto 1996 bid, spoke with Hula about the race for the 96 games. Henderson said that he predicted the outcome of the IOC vote before he arrived in Tokyo. Well, I knew before we, we went there that we weren't going to win. Uh, we, we, were, we were in good shape a year before. And uh, in our sort of politics, and I'm sure in your sort of politics, uh, that if if you got one party on one side, what they must be totally opposed to what the other party says. And we just we we were about to go into a, a new election for a mayor, and the left wing of city council just want to get whatever the mayor was for, and the mayor was for the Olympics, so they had to be against it. And so we went through that terrible, terrible agony. Uh, also, the IOC did a, played a dirty trick on us. And, and Melbourne, they gave Atlanta a different contract, host city contract than we had. Uh, we had to get, as did Melbourne, the commitments of the provincial government, which is like your states, and the federal government must, must, uh, must agree to back up any costs Whereas they allowed Atlanta to bid with a, uh, with, with not those commitments and to set it up as a private corporation. And we couldn't do that. So we had to go through all this agony of getting all the three levels of government to agree here, as, as did Melbourne. So that wasn't very fair. And after the, uh, after the Atlanta games, the IOC changed the rules that you've got to get all those agreements. Going back to September 18th, what, what, do you, what do you remember most about that day? An exciting day? Uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you get into a, a, a state of suspended animation. I mean, you just have, you know, you just go blank because you work so hard, and, and, and while you're there, you're maybe getting four hours sleep a night, and you're trying to present your city and, and yourself that you don't make a fool of either. You're just numb at what goes on. And anybody who is bidding shouldn't say that. But we knew we weren't going to win. We knew six months before, once the political nonsense started in Toronto. And we knew that Atlanta had a different host city agreement than we did, that we couldn't make it. But we soldiered on and put forward the city as best we could. And then we had an election a week before, 
in the province of Ontario that changed the government. Went from a middle of the road. We have three political parties here, basically. We have a, two. One's a little right of center, one's a little left of center, and another one that's very left of center. And it, Ontario went left of center, and, and we were in deep trouble. So we knew it. But we soldiered on yeah. as best we could. Getting the Olympics, as, as one politician said to me, uh, bureaucrats never say no; they just kill you with delay. <laughs> and the thing about getting the Olympics is, you got a deadline. You got to be ready on that Friday night. And therefore, the politicians have to make decisions. They can't. They can't push anything off. And the truth be known, in most governments today. The cost of the Olympics. I mean, it really, it really is a rounding figure. Everybody talks about what it costs Sochi. Now that's a rounding figure to put, but not, not that you, you should allow it to get out of hand. Right, but it's. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I'm saying to, to these countries like China and, and Russia or the United States, the, the cost of running the Olympics is. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's, it's a small deal. Yeah. Dionysus Ganges, a member of the bid team in Tokyo for the Athens 1996 bid, also spoke with Hula. He said that the involvement of Greek politicians did not help win IOC votes in 1990. I remember very well that this bid was lost, fortunately, because we were not ready yet. We will not be able to stage games, although it was an, a very much a very big uh, emotion in favor of Greece. Uh, there were various things that I cannot describe against Greece and in favor of Atlanta, and hopefully we lost because then we took the games of 2004 a successful Olympic Games. Because 1996, we were not ready. And it would have been very, very difficult to be ready for Olympic Games. Anyway, what I remember is that the politicians of that period played a very negative role to the bid of Athens. The politicians of that period, they thought that they would win the Games. They should win the games. Ganges went on to play a key role in the successful bid from Athens for the 2004 Olympics. Making a comparison between the bid of Atlanta and the bid of of uh, of uh, for the for of Lausanne, you know, for the for the Athens 2004, I can tell you that the biggest mistake the bid committee did in uh, Centennial in '90 it was that. It was everything, the whole bit was based on history and on the emotion. Nothing about the future Greece. Nothing about what Greece should give to the Olympic movement. And the Athens 2004, we did exactly the opposite. We did not base our campaign in history, and we only based on the future of Greece. Thank you. 
IOC member Anita DeFrance was in Tokyo as well on September 18, 1990. DeFrance spoke with Around the Rings about that day and said that the mood before the results of the IOC vote were announced was tense, to say the least. Everyone looked so nervous um, as they were waiting to hear, to have the envelope open and the results read out. And I just remember, uh, you know, the uh, er call it eruption of joy mm -hmm. when the word Atlanta was said. Why did Atlanta win? Do you think in the end, what what did what did the city have to offer? Well, uh, there were a number of reasons why it won. In my opinion, it presented. First of all, it, it used technology very well. I don't think any city had had done that before. And I give credit to the folks that uh, on the bid who realized that that would be a good way to, to present what they were offering in the venue so that you could, you know, you didn't have to go to every venue. You could sit in a room and get a sense for what the venues were through the use of technology. And uh, the personal personal touch, we had great, had great leaders like Andrew Young and Major Jackson and uh, people who had been through perhaps a tough time and understood being generous and being inclusive. And uh, the, the big committee themselves were, you know, very enthusiastic about what they could bring, as Billy and Charlie and about a seven-person, five- or seven-person team who had worked together very, very hard to, mm -hmm. to make sure it all came together. And finally, the glow from the, uh, the 84 games, which was very positive. In the minds of uh, IOC members who've been present there, so the idea that the U.S. could put off good games was very important. Well, and you mentioned the '84 games. That's come up recently with LA's 2024 aspirations. That would be the first time that the Olympics had been back in the U.S. since 1996. Do you think it's time to bring it back to the states? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, there's never a time. It's been away for a good number of years, and um, I'd like to congratulate the American public because the American public is a major supporter of the Olympic movement through the television rights which NBC has paid to promote, paid to the organizing, I mean to the IOC for broadcasting the games, and that television uh, rights fee is based on the American public's desire to see the games. That is really the uh, the American public that's supporting the games, as I view it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful for that national support of the Olympic movement. DeFrance's hopes for a future U.S. Olympic bid were echoed by George Herthler, a leading Olympic bid consultant who worked on Atlanta's 1996 bid book. Herthler spoke with ATR in the lead-up to the Atlanta 1996 anniversary celebration at Centennial Olympic Park and said, it is absolutely time to bring the Olympic Games back to the United States. If LA 2024 wins, and I think they have a, a very good chance of, of coming out on top in that race. If they do win, it'll be the first time in 28 years we celebrated the Games. But as, if you think of it, when Atlanta won uh, on September 18, 1990 in Tokyo, Japan, it was the first summer Olympic bid won in a competitive competition by an American city in 60 years. Mm 
hmm. because the 32 games were the last competitive summer race won by the U.S., and they were awarded in the 1920s. And since the Atlanta Olympic win, uh, September 18, 1990, in Tokyo, Japan, no American city has succeeded in bringing the games back, despite great campaigns from both New York and Chicago. Uh, both fell short uh, fell short of the mark, which tells you how difficult it really is to win an Olympic bid competition internationally. But as we kick off this celebration, I think there will be a lot of people uh, who come out of the tent that night cheering hard for L.A. Uh, to take the race that uh, will be concluded in 2017 for the 2024 Olympic Games. We'd love to see them come back to the United States. The United States loves the Olympics uh, as much as any nation on Earth. Be sure to check into Around the Rings this week for more on Atlanta's Olympic anniversary and the 2024 Olympic bid race. And as always, turn to ATR online on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn for all news related to the Olympic movement. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.